Welcome to The Divine Drunk, Healing Through Laughter, the podcast that delves into the decisions and moments that shaped our lives. I'm Connie Sorensen, your host. I want to create a space for people to laugh with a purpose, be part of the divine entertainer with spiritual truth running through it. Grab a coffee and let's go. Okay. So, Tim Neal, I want to thank you for coming on uh, the podcast today. Um, you have been someone that I have followed for quite a few years now. And uh, your uh, um, page and, and your personal coaching that you did were so um, instrumental and amazing and, and really uh, spoke to me, which is why um, I started following you. And I just kind of want you to, you know, touch on your story a little bit so people can kind of know where you're um, coming from and, and kind of what's behind the scenes. Yeah, thanks, Connie. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to be here. And yeah, my, I, I work now. I'll start from the sort of the where I am now and, and work my way backwards. And what I do now is, you know, I run, I run men's groups. Uh, I work with, you know, men as, uh, in, in the coaching world and just helping them really unpack and overcome their internal struggles and challenges. And it all started for me, you know, as a teenager. I was, you know, an athlete. All I wanted to do was play uh, rugby league here in Australia. And I was very single focused. And that's my whole childhood was just, just engulfed by this sporting aspiration. So through that, I, I learned some really beautiful traits and skills and, and whatnot around, you know, setting a goal and determination and resilience. And I learned that from my stepdad as well. And um, as I sort of progressed, you know, I didn't quite make it. I, I, I went to semi-professional level and the truth was, I just wasn't quite good enough. I had a lot of talent, but I wasn't good enough. And that was the first at 19, the first real hard knock I took where the coach called me out of, of the gym at the time and said, we no longer need you and, and cut me from the team. My whole world just shattered. Yeah. I just, my life around me, that's all I knew. And I went home that day, I remember, and I laid in bed just numb, not knowing how to feel any emotions, not knowing what the next steps were in my life. And really, it got me. It got me really low and, and down. I went to like a, a mini depression. A couple of years later, um, I went into fitness. It was just a natural progression and, and worked in fitness for a good decade as a personal trainer and um, a speaker and, and outdoor fitness instructor and whatnot. And that allowed me to really start to understand coaching. And I had some amazing coaching from, from a, a coach that helped me in business and relationship. And I started realizing the power of being able to have conversation, but then also have different perspective from somebody who, who's trusted and has some skill at that. I thought I could do this. So then in 2014, I decided I wanted to transition out of fitness. I was sick and tired of getting, getting up at 5 a.m. and going to bed at, you know, not getting home till 9 p.m. And I decided I want to do this, this coaching thing. So I wrapped up my fitness business, moved online into online coaching, and that's what I've done ever since, uh, helping you know, a lot of people around the world. I'm really grateful and blessed for that. Um, and moving from different sort of markets and sort of understanding what people want and what, I, what I'm called to as I grow. Yeah. Yeah. my whole thing is about growth and evolution yes. and um, have, have worked now I work in the men's space as I mentioned but before that I did a lot of relationship coaching did you know specialize in mindset motivation some health stuff initially to get get the ball moving and it's what I love it's what I wake up every day and can't wait to do um, run my men's groups work with my men and have conversations like this so that's my journey in a, in a quick nutshell and we can dive into any or all of that and you know I've been through my struggles and hardships and and here I am now so yeah so I, I ran I became aware of you um through Facebook and uh you know I was not one to talk about things and you know feelings and all that kind of stuff and it was interesting that when you and I started to have some conversations, um, just one-on-one, -on -one, 
and I'll never forget this, and I talk about it often, is that you were the first one that called me out on being vulnerable, which is very mm -hmm. difficult for me. And I'll never forget, you didn't let me get past that instead of, you know, just saying, oh, you know, you need to learn to be vulnerable and these are the steps and stuff. You actually called me out on it. And it was like, and I remember it was like, oh, 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 oh. okay, I have to be yes. vulnerable? Like what? But that step was just, you know, it was life-changing for me in order to start to feel that because, you know, we do, we, we put those walls up and, and I remember we we're talking about, I would start to peek over uh, those walls. So having so helped so many people around the world, what right now made you switch to just doing a men's group, which I think is phenomenal. And I think it's very much needed. So what kind of made you do that shift? Mm. It was a natural progression. Like most transitions in my life, they've just been natural progressions. And I, I love coaching women and I love women. Like yes. that's, that's not, <laughs> that's, you're beautiful creatures. And I just found I was, look, I'm one of five boys. One of five boys. I grew up through, you know, rugby league and through all different sports, cricket and basketball and athletics. So I was surrounded so much by this masculine male energy. And I didn't actually realize, and this is a different part of my journey, but I didn't actually really know how to relate to the feminine. And that's another story. However, I am a man, you know, yeah. in this world. And I was just getting drawn to, to really diving deep into to helping men. And, and so many men, including myself, you know, need extra support, yes. need extra support, like we all do. And, and here's the truth. Men are stubborn. We're stubborn. Yeah. We come from, most of us come from this paradigm of we can do it ourselves. We'll fix it ourselves. We don't need any support. Yes. This, what I call this unevolved masculine. And as we evolve, what I found is I can't do this alone. I can't work through everything that I'm dealing with. And I don't know, man, I was just on a coaching call yesterday with, with a client and he spoke into just how the how trapped he feels and how pressured he feels. And often, and I don't know a man, including myself, who hasn't felt that way at some point in life. It's part of being a man. It's part of being a person, I think, at times, but especially a man on when everything is on our shoulders and a lot, you know, maybe single mothers and people out there who who feel that as well. And it was just crying, like, in a way, like my soul had to go and, and really specify and say, hey, who do you really want to support? Like, I know I can share, share my gifts with anybody. Yes. However, I just felt very drawn to helping men because I've walked that journey. I yes. know men deeply because I am one. And what happened was I started doing some men's work. I started really looking into to how do I create, because I didn't trust men. I didn't trust myself at the deepest level. I didn't trust men and that was pushing out into my relationships and just this and trust of the world. Yeah. So many men that I speak to just don't trust the world. They're fighting and they're angry and they're frustrated yeah. against the world. Yeah. And what moving into the men's space and having some beautiful mentorship in, in the men's workspace, which I still do myself and now working in it, it helps us understand that, there are some incredible, there are incredible people out there, but incredible men out there, heart-centered, conscious men who have respect for themselves and others and women. And it really helped me break down barriers of trust. Mm -hmm. And now some of my dearest brothers, like the, the, the men I'd do anything for. Yeah. And that came through starting to move into like, okay, what if I started doing the work on myself, which has been an ongoing you know, journey and it never stops. Yeah. the inner work, the deeper personal development work, and then getting into spaces with other great men to break this paradigm and the evidence that, you know, my brain had made up over 30-odd over years of conditioning that men are untrustable, which is not true. Mm, yes. Like anything, there are men who are untrustable, but there are also men on the other side that are deeply trustable and live with integrity. That's who I wanted to be. So I went out, I seek those men out, I started engaging with them, I started doing the deeper work, and now I do my best every day to be one of those men. And it's absolutely, it's absolutely fascinating how, um, as you said, when you give people that space and, you know, hold that space for them, it's amazing. He said, how many breakthroughs that they, that they conquer, 
because now they're they're being seen, they're being heard, which in society, as you said, a lot of men are held to, you know, you have to be, you know, like this and provide and, you know, you can't show emotion and you can't be who you mm. are, but they're human as, as we've talked about and, and they still feel those things. So that's why I think it's, it's just, I'm getting goosebumps that the space that you provided, because I've seen the shift because through all of this, you and I have become friends, which I think is amazing. Yes. And I also know that my son joined one of your men's group and, um, and he, cause he had his own struggles he needed to deal with. And it was such a shift for him. And also someone who doesn't show emotions. And if he does, it's in, it's in, it's in, uh, 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 not necessarily the best way he mm. found what you, the space that you provided for everybody was phenomenal. And he felt comfortable and you are, you're so easy to talk to. And I love the way that you break it down for the men because you know, again, they need to be seen. Everybody wants yeah. to be seen and, uh, you know, given a space to actually use their voice and say, hey, you know, I'm struggling with this and know that somebody's listening. Yeah, absolutely. And it was a joy having your son with us in a, a brotherhood group. And to speak to what you mentioned earlier, vulnerability, most men and me included, and there's still work for me to do there, but a day by a day goes and vulnerability equals weakness in our minds. Yes. If you look why this is, if you look historically, if we were vulnerable in back in, you know, 100,000 years ago when we were tribes, that would mean death. If the, if the, the, the man was vulnerable, well, we can't be vulnerable. However, when it comes to relation, relationally, you women are gifted in that way. You'd stay around the, the community and the camp and you'd, and you'd talk and you'd connect and, Yes. And we didn't learn those skills. Yes. And what I've found is men's groups and on bikes, of course, is the best place for that. Because there's a different energetic when you're in a space of just men. Yeah. And you feel seen, as you mentioned, you feel heard, you feel honored. You feel honored for who you are and yeah. this stage of your life, no matter what. All of a sudden, men change and they shift and they transform. Now, it takes a lot of courage for a man to step into that space. Absolutely. I know. Yeah, so you got to be ready for it. You got to be ready to be seen. Yeah, you got to be ready to open yes. at whatever level you're comfortable with. But there needs to be a crack in the door. If there's no crack, and so many men just get caught up in life, people do, but men especially, we go out there, we start moving in the world in our purpose, or our careers, and our jobs, making the money, living in this economic planet. Which I'm, I'm a practical guy. I, I hear that. However, we miss we miss the connection piece. Yeah. And to go one level deeper here with you, there, there's the feminine within us as well. When I, when I teach, I talk masculine and feminine, or this could be yin and yang and shiva and shakti and, and whatever, afro or whatever terms you want to put on it. My teachers have, and what I've looked into and worked with is just the masculine and feminine. This isn't about gender. This is about like, an essence, an essence yeah. of being, not to go too spiritual, but an essence yes. of being. Every man has their feminine, yeah. has, has that part of them that really needs to be seen, yeah. that is the emotion, that is the thoughts. Now, if we don't understand this, and I didn't, what starts to happen is we start to suppress. We don't get taught. We don't get taught. Most of us, including myself, that's one thing that I didn't get as a child. I didn't get that emotional connection. I had brilliant parents, love my parents dearly. Yeah. Yet they got modeled. We're all modeling. We're mammals yeah. and we model. They didn't get modeled how to really emotionally connect. So therefore they didn't pass it on to me and my brothers. Yeah. So we've had to go out there and I've had to learn it myself. Yeah. What is this emotional thing? What is this vulnerability? How do I speak about my feelings? Yes. And this is not about getting trapped in feelings and trapped in our emotions and just wallowing in those emotions. What it is, is about growing. It's about evolving our emotional intelligence and our awareness and I look at these four sort of pillars. You've got the mental, the emotional, the physical, and the spiritual. And once you start looking at this holistic approach to life, yeah. then you can experience more of life and you can give more to life. But it takes going into these fears, these vulnerabilities with how you're viewing the world through the lens mentally, how you're experiencing the world emotionally, how you show up physically as a man, 
that that's a big deal when you're feeling good and strong and fit physically it's a different yeah. world for men and the last one is what you believe bigger than yourself called spiritual yes well and it as you said that you have to and you have to delve into each of the four pillars because yes. you can't just do one without doing the others um and i you know as you said that takes vulnerability and i remember when you and i chatted i saw vulnerability as a weakness like a hundred percent. And I still kind of do when I'm getting better. I cry a little bit and then, you know, <laughs> you know tell everybody yes. that if they tell anybody, I'll, I'll deny it. But, uh, you know, I'm getting better at it um, because again, it's a journey. And when we're so conditioned to be one way and then we're trying inside, we're another way, um, yeah. you know, at some point those walls have to come down. We can't keep them up all the time because, as you said, then the cracks start. And then, oh, I just got goosebumps again. Um, the cracks start. And then who we are in here is trying to come out. Yeah. And to provide space for people by what, you know, you're doing, which I said, I think is phenomenal. I think that more people need to, men need to have more spaces like that um but people in general need to have space in order to tell their stories because people's stories yeah. are fascinating and you know and it create it makes who we are and i just love to hear people's journeys and 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 how they got to where they are but again we have to provide the space first yeah the space is so important you women do it naturally you'll connect and you speak to girlfriend and you have places yeah. where you, you go for men, it's not as natural. No. We go out solo hunting because if we spoke or if we converse, it could it would mean we would miss the hunt. Yeah, it could mean the difference between life and death. We're making noise. Yeah. We become the prey, not the pre not the not yeah. the uh, predator. Yeah. So it makes a lot of sense historically. However, in this modern age, things have changed. Yeah. And you you women are incredible. You can do everything a man can do, and often better. Thank you. So then our roles start to change. Yeah. yeah. And what I heard there, Connie, for, for you and, and for so many just women and men out there is the masculine within us doesn't want to be vulnerable. Yeah. And that's okay. It's more this unevolved. And I look at this vertical on it as well, right? We've got this evolved version of the masculine and feminine within us and also forms of that in the world. And then we've got this healthy part, this mid part, and then we've got this unevolved. It's also known as toxic. I don't love that term, but this unevolved part which served us when we grew up. But as we move into adulthood, yes. a lot of it doesn't serve. And part of that, what's come out, and this has been my journey as well, and I know it's yours, is vulnerability. Vulnerability, yes. not wanting to be vulnerable, is a safety mechanism. Yes. Now, of course, do we need discernment around where we, where, who we show our deepest vulnerabilities to? Of course. Yeah. Are they, have they got the capacity to be able to hold that is a really good question. The person or the group. And that's why I was led to, to men's groups and doing this work is to create spaces where myself and the other men in those groups have more than the capacity to be able to hold whatever is brought into that space. And it's confidential. Yes, so, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Vulnerability and, and sort of moving, playing with our energetic of the masculine and feminine and yeah. also rounding out with our mental, our, our emotional, our physical and our spiritual just starts to bring more more of a holistic and a whole approach and and allows you to accept all of who you are yes yes not hide not suppress not yes. avoid not numb just knowing like we are all things i truly believe that a great mentor of mine speaks to this we are all things rather than trying to hide our vulnerabilities or our fears and put ourselves on this pedestal and only show our best parts which you know, the world is moving more and more and more to, I actually advocate the opposite. Yeah. In not putting all your fears and deepest vulnerabilities out there so people potentially, you know, it can cause pain. Yeah. But more just, just start the healing process, start revealing parts of self, healing parts of self and feeling through so you can show up more authentic in the world, so you can show up all of who you are because at the end of the day, all we want is to be loved and accepted by ourselves and by others absolutely and that you know and i i'm a very authentic person and 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 i'm very yeah. you know what you see is what you get and uh um 
but again, I still have to break through, you know, a lot of those walls like we all do um, to show up for the full self. But as you said, you know, we, we hold back because we don't want to feel the pain. We don't want the judgment. We don't want, Mm -hmm. you know, everything that comes along with that. So with the men's group, do you find that there's a theme sort of what men generally are struggling with? Um, or does it just vary like it does with, with a lot of people? I'm just curious, um, if, if you do see a theme of, of what they come to you with. Yeah, like it's varied in their own worlds, but the, mm-hmm. there are themes. There are themes where myself included will come into a space and there'll be different struggles. Like a theme is in relationship. Yeah. You know, a lot of men will bring their relationship struggles with their, with their partner or their spouse or, or whatnot, because they don't know how to relate that well. Yes. Another one is just feeling like purpose, lot like lost feeling this like trappedness and this like what I call this burden, this burden yeah. of life, like yeah. how to sort of work that, how to deal with that. That's another theme. Um, and, and we have, you know, different, different themes that men come in with just feeling anxious, different emotions, like feeling anxious and feeling shameful and feeling guilt and yeah. anger, you know, not knowing how to express anger in a healthy way. Um, so they're sort of some of the big themes, like what's happening emotionally, yeah. guys will come in and they don't know how to work what's happening emotionally because we haven't been taught there's no yeah. emotional intelligence or awareness class at school here i know there yeah. but i doubt, no. I doubt. No. <laughs> um and every guy just wants to every guy wants to win every guy wants to progress and win and there's nothing wrong with that however the deeper you go into self the less it becomes about winning and it becomes more about just being like in a way like cultivating a deeper inner peace, yeah. cultivating a deeper integrity, cultivating, call it resilience, yeah. but just knowing, knowing who you are. That's been my journey. Because once we start to learn, like no matter what guys come into the theme and what, what they're challenged with, yes, we need to work that. But ultimately it's coming back to self and realizing that everything is the way it's meant to be because it is. And I truly believe this. Again, I was coaching a client around this the other day, just around having a fundamental belief system that we may not like it, it may not be ideal, it may not be optimal, but it happened because it had to happen because it did happen, if that makes sense. Yes, yes, it does. So our growth becomes, (laughs) how do we transcend that? How do we move through the hardships, the pains, the issues, the struggles, the challenges? Because it's life is just presenting us with those circumstances situations or people to show where we need to grow to show Mm -hmm. where we're not free to show where we can liberate ourselves and that would be very different for each person as you said it's very unique because it your life is what your life is my my situation is very unique to somebody else's and and um you know the fundamentals is the same for everybody but as you as i said take those layers back then Mm. it starts to change because everybody's experience is different because you could have the same experience and how it affects you and your thought process and everything will be different um which i find fascinating with people which is why i love to hear people's stories because you can have the same experience but you're getting completely two different um stories from it uh, depending on their perception and 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 whatnot. So um, I think I said it, I just love the fact that you've kind of shifted over to that. I do miss the fact that, um, you know, you don't uh, uh, do the masses uh, anymore, but um, I really think you're, you know, doing a great service for, um, for people, men per se. Mm, thank you. Um, but I mean, because there's, there's, well, and you're so, you're so amazing at what you do. Um, and, uh, I mean, I've, I said, I've, I've followed you for a long time and, and I said, and I'm lucky enough that I can call you a friend. And, um, so we've had, we've had some giggles and, and whatnot, but I just love the fact that you just, you're able to take that piece out from someone and help them deal with it and then gently put it back again. Um, do you know, does that make sense? Yes. Right. To take that each little 
thing out that's different and then you know help them work through it and then just put it back and and you know it and do that for everybody and i think that's just incredible um thank you yes i think i believe empathy is is so important yes and it's something that i've had to learn and i remember as a kid i'm 10 years old about 10 and I'm, I'm I'm not well. I've got the flu or something, and I'm feeling pretty pretty rotten. And I walk into the lounge room, and Mum's sitting there just watching TV. And I was, you know, pretty like put together kid, right? I had my sporting dream, and you know, I just do the right thing, and just everything funneled into that. But I, I wasn't feeling very well. And I walked in, and I said, "Mum," I said something like, "Mum, I'm not I'm not I'm feeling really really bad." And she just looked at me, and then I sort of threw this tantrum. I was like, ah, and just screamed out because all I wanted was some empathy mm. to be emotionally held and physically yeah. as well. And again, I love my mum dearly, but she didn't know how to handle that. She just looked at me and she looked at me with this sort of look of disgust. Like, what are you doing? Like, go lay down or go. She didn't say anything. But what that did was it just shrunk me. And I remember just like not, not being seen not having any empathy in that moment. And I walked away. And then I remember kneeling on my bedroom floor and I was so angry inside, like this anger was just eating me up. And then I started crying. And usually anger is a gatekeeper to sadness. And I started crying. And this was when I was 10, around 10 or 12. And in that moment, I made a decision that this is, I don't know if I can curse, but this is fucking weakness. I'll never do this again. And that was how I suppressed. Like so many men just suppressed emotion mm. and just kept everything in. And for 15 years, I didn't shed one tear. Not one. So we all have our story. Yeah. Yes. And then from that, it's just been a journey of understanding, wow, like emotion is just energy. And when you start to learn how to move it, then it's not going to say trapped. Yeah. So empathy, what I didn't get in that moment, coming full circle, is something that I always start with, no matter who I speak to, whether it's in my personal life, whether it's you know professional, yeah. whether it's here on a podcast with you, whether it's in a men's yeah. group, is honoring where that person is at. Yes. Getting a little look into their world. And really understanding, wow, must be hard right now without projecting my stuff onto them and just showing empathy yes. first, which is really the feminine within, connecting. Yes. And then from that, from that, we can unpack and start looking at exp exploring whatever is the internal struggle. Yeah. And that may take more support, which is more the feminine, or it may take some challenge which yeah. you spoke to earlier, challenge you on your vulnerability. That was more the masculine coming in. And yeah. hey, so that's where I start from. And that's how I sort of work with myself first. Yeah. Everything comes from self. Yeah. So I'll do emotional release sessions now where I have to give myself the empathy myself because you can't give somebody else deeply what you haven't given yourself. Absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. I, uh, 100% that, that hit right, right here. Um, because it's so true. If you don't practice it yourself, you can't, you can't, you know, pat, you know, care, like carry it forward to someone else. And yeah. it's interesting because I find women very empathetic. I'm very empathetic, like too yeah. empathetic. And I think a lot yes. of women are. So it's like, it's the, um, you know, it's the extreme one way uh, for women. And then it's the extreme, the other way for men of not showing their uh, empathy. And mm. it's like, you know, suck it up and, and, you know, you're, mm. you know, don't, don't cry, you know, that's for babies or whatever mm. it is where women are so empathetic that it often gets us in, in trouble or in situations where they're taken advantage of and, mm. And also, you know, you're so sensitive and all these kind of things. So it's interesting how to find, I think a lot of people don't know how to find that balance. Because I remember you yeah. and I talked about, I needed to find that balance. Because I, at the time, well, probably even still now, had a lot of masculine more because I had the situations that I was dealing with 
Yes. And the feminine part was not coming out, which is when you said be vulnerable, it was like, no. <laughs> so my masculine yes. came out and said, you know, oh, but no, yes. that's not going to happen. So it's interesting how, like, do you have any, you know, suggestions or anything, how people could find that balance? Do you, like, what do you suggest to people um, in order to kind of, you know, find each or or, you know, recognize each part. Yeah. Mm. So it's always a dance. Life is a dance. Yeah. The balance yeah. between the masculine and feminine, the balance between, you know, the feminine, if you've got a feminine emotional body, you, you, I believe it, our, the job is to, is to manage the emotion, to yeah. be like not allow, get too caught up in it, get overwhelmed in it. Yeah. If you've got a masculine emotional body, then it's more about mining and getting to those emotions, like mining for those emotions because they don't come normal, natural to us. Yeah. It is a dance of, of being ideally coming back to center. I just call it coming back to center is just knowing like empathy. And there's a great piece. Brené Brown talks about this, the difference between empathy and sympathy. I would, you know, encourage anyone listening to, to go and watch that piece. I think you see it on YouTube around the difference between empathy and sympathy. And often, I think women get caught in sympathy. Yes. Oh, poor you and, and whatnot. It's more of a victim victimization. Yeah. Rather than empathy is more about really feeling into their world, yeah. but not enabling them yeah. if they're running poor patterns or habits. So, look, there's no, there's no hard and fast rule. What I tend to sort of lean towards more is... is feeling into the person and how much empathy do they really, how much empathy can I give them? And then asking the question, you know, great coaching is all about questions. It's how do you want to be supported here? It's what is it that you need from me? Is a beautiful question in any moment you can ask anybody. What is it that you need from me? And I ask my men in this, in the groups, I say, what is it that you need from me or the group and allow them some real ownership. Yeah. And often it may be, I just need to be heard. Well, you know what? I'm open to feedback. Like, can I have some feedback? Or if you're in a one-on-one -on -one situation, what is it that you need from me? I, I, need, I need you to, I have friends come to me regularly and be like, I, I need your perspective on this. Mm. Great. So then the mask can come in and sort of start to look to solve a little bit, but not initially, not yeah. wallowing in the sympathy of somebody, yeah. but being there for them, connecting to where they are in the world, showing deep empathy. And empathy is really about feeling into them. Yeah. And then asking a question to bridge the gap between what happens next. How, what do you need from me? Yeah. And going into that place of, oh, okay, now the masculine needs to come on board and start looking at solving some stuff, challenging, whatever it may be, depending on the situation. Yeah, of course. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely it does. Um, yeah, it's, it's very, as you said, it, it's definitely a dance. Because, um, uh, you know, life changes and, it, and even the who shows up when depends on what's happening. So you could, you know, have the dance, you could be dancing all day, you know, um, which I think a lot of people are, and it's, it's exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> it's exhausting to, to keep that balance. And I think a lot of people get tired and then fall back on what's comfortable and what they mm. know. Um, even if they're trying to work on themselves, they fall back into, because it's those well-worn ruts that we create and trying to go out of those ruts takes practice and it takes effort and it takes, you know, um, perseverance. And, and so it's easy to get back into the well-grooved ruts, uh, that we know so well. So, um, you yes. know, it's, it's, it, it takes, you know, a, a lot of, uh, you know, you have to be ready, as you said, you have to be ready with that crack. And if you're not, then, you know, um, then you, it's not gonna, you're not going to be of service to anybody. Mm. It takes awareness, it takes readiness, yes. it takes awareness. And that's, yeah. you know, I know you're there in, in Canada and I spent, um, I nearly spent a year in Vancouver back in 09, 010. And a dream of mine was to go overseas and become a ski instructor. So uh, I, went, I went to BC and got my ski instructor's certification. And what you speak of, Connie, is beautiful because 
you know, when you ski or board, whatever you choose, you'll know that you make tracks. And yeah. It's easy just to ski in the tracks and you look down the, the run and there's tracks from, you know, everyone who's gone before you. Yes. It's easy to ski in those tracks because they're already grooved and they're, they're worn. Yeah. But it's a lot more fun if you can go off those tracks and find some powder and yeah. carve your own tracks. Yeah. And this is how the neural pathways work. If you look at neuroscience in the brain and those tracks are just comfort, like you mentioned. Yes. And this looks at our behaviours and our habits. Yes. So what new behaviours or habits would need to happen to make that change you want in your life, whatever it is, but not yeah. just starting there. Like that's, that's a good place to start. But usually if we just look at behaviour and habit change, it's short. it's short. It's not sustainable. We need to look deeper than that. We need to look at the emotions underneath those and also the unmet needs. Yeah. So, you know, I'd offer anybody listening to have a, if, if you're looking for progress, I like to call it, because change is automatic and inevitable. It's going to happen either way in life. Yeah. But progress is not. Your evolution as a person is not. You got you to work. You got to do the work. Yes. And the work never stops. So part of the work could be looking at, okay, what habits or behaviors do I want to change? Maybe it's, you know, Take, take your body, right? So if you're listening and you want change or, or progress with your body, then what habits do I need to change? Yes, or behaviors. You know, is it, I look at like nutrition, exercise, sleep and sun. You look at those four big areas. Where do I need to change in nutrition? Where do I need to change in exercise, sleep and sun? Because yes. those four pillars there, that's nature. Yes. Right. But then beneath that, look at the emotional impact that that's having on you. And what emotions come up? And this often, this takes, for, for what I found with women, you're more in touch with this, but man or woman to sit and just to feel into, when, when you feel into those behavior changes, what comes up? Is it sadness? Is it some anger? Is it shame? Is it guilt? Is it frustration? Is it joy? Is it excitement? Is it gratitude? Without judgment. And yeah. to be in the emotional part, the emotional spectrum, why? Because that's just energy. Yeah. And then if you want to go that next deep, deeper step is look at the unmet needs. What is the behavior and what's beneath the emotion? What are the unmet needs? This is where you so, start doing the deep work. So, so would, the unmet, would the unmet need yeah. be the trigger? Is that what you consider? So if you go deeper, yeah. to the unmet, so it's the trigger to the, the, the actions up here. Is that, is that, is, is that, am I hearing that correctly? Yes, you are. That's a great way to, way, way to frame it. So the unmet needs will be the unconscious and usually it's unconscious. Yes. So for me, this isn't health related, but this is relational related. I'll give you a great example. Because I didn't really, I didn't know how to relate to, to women and to the feminine. I remember my, my nine year, um, my year, grade nine girlfriend, like I was just frozen next to her sitting on the bus. <laughs> for weeks and would travel from like wherever it was school to the to, to the train station 10 minute bus ride every day and i'll just sit there frozen just like <laughs> and then eventually one day she was like oh and she grabbed my hand and she held my hand <laughs> so one of our boys being all in sport around men and and my stepdad was a very masculine guy and, and mum was beautiful, but she, she, she didn't know how to use the emotion. Like she was yeah. always there and, and whatnot, but we didn't get nurtured emotionally. Mm. So growing up, not knowing how to relate to women, in my early 20s, I was working at the gym and I was getting a lot of attention from women. And I connected with my first long-term girlfriend. And she, every relationship taught me so much. However, what that started with this pattern of codependency, this pattern of mm. being codependent, by a beautiful woman and I'd validate myself and I'd be a relationship guy. I'd stay in relationship with, with beautiful women for you know, anywhere from, you know, for years. Yes. But what this did was the behavior was like just wanting to be in the relationship, wanting, you know, being people pleasing, being a nice guy in the relationship, the emotions that are underneath, there was anger, there was sadness, there was shame. And then the unmet needs. Mm. And if we can track this back, the trigger is feeling abandoned. Yeah. The trigger was as a child, and this is in those imprint years, anywhere from two to seven. This is where these beliefs are formed and they're all unconscious that I'd be abandoned. That's one of our primary fears is feeling abandoned because mum would be working late and I'd be at school left. 
and mum wouldn't be able to pick me up till 5 p.m. And here in Australia, usually school finishes at 3, 3.30. So I was left there because mum couldn't get there and, the bo- and her boss wouldn't let her leave early to pick me up. So I'd be sitting there by myself to the point where teachers would leave. And I'd look, wow, are you okay? Like, what's happening? And so mum's on her way, which drove in this belief that I'm all alone, that I'm abandoned. So once I started doing the work to heal, we need to reveal, heal, feel. There's a little framework. We need to reveal, yeah, reveal what those unmet needs are first and where it came from. Then we can start feeling through that, feeling through some of the emotions that are tied to that. Because what's happening in the now is a mirror, is a mirror of where you need to do your work in the past. And then we can start looking at the behavior change. Make sense? That's, that's yes, that makes so much sense. That is that is exactly what needs to happen. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Because it's so true. It's so true. Um, because I think too, what we tend to not do is is we don't we feel the feelings and then we stuff. You know, I'm a very good stuffer. I mm. stuff it down and I'll deal with it later or never. But, you know, we tend to do that. So it's learning to have the feelings and feel it and let it come. And then you can do what you need to do with it. And then you can, you know, get to the point where you can start to work on healing. Um, That is is part of the healing. That's the the key. We reveal and, and often, and we do a lot of this in men's work, guys to just feel into the energetic of what they're feeling without story, without narration without commentary like the why doesn't often matter not yet think of it as a as a tree you walk into the woods and there's a beautiful tree you don't go well why is this tree here this tree shouldn't be here you just be with the tree if you've got awareness first you go okay this is a beautiful tree let's just be here with the tree let's just be here with the emotion let's just be here with whatever emotion is coming up take some awareness which can be taught which i I was horrible at this in the last few years, as I've, I've learned now, very quick. And then if needed, like that tree, if for some reason we need to dig, we can dig. But we don't start digging at the roots of the tree. We right. be with the tree first. Yeah. Allow it to be there. And often here's what will happen. It will intensify and then dissolve because it's energy. But we need to go into it. We need to move, lean into those feet, lean into the emotion, as opposed to, like you mentioned, stuffing. Like I did as a kid. I'm never doing this again. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that's hard. It it is. It It is. It's hard. It's, you know, we we do, you know, it's amazing how many self-help books there are out for anything we could possibly imagine. And you can read them all and, but it's to actually do the work. And we often say we're ready, but once it starts to come up, we're all going, I, 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 and we back up and stuff again. And then the book goes away. And then we- It's those grooves. (laughs) It's the grooves, right? I like the grooves. Yes. (laughs) Right? Because then I don't have to feel any feelings that I, you know, not familiar with or don't want to for whatever reason. And, and uh, I know personally, I need to get out of my grooves and I need to create my own. Um, but again, you know, that takes a lot of courage for people uh, to yeah. do that. And I, and especially I, I, with the men, it takes even more courage. I, I think this is my own personal opinion to step into that environment to um to allow those feelings to come out considering society has put them in this box um for so many years and i really think where i'm hoping that that changes um and i can feel that it's coming because people you know are more um uh, acceptant acceptance of um people's uh just people in general I think, Um, you know, you kind of look at some things and think it's getting worse, but I would hope that, you know, considering what we've all gone through um, the last couple of years with COVID, that when we're actually allowed to be around people, we'll accept people more for who they are and, 
and um, and then that what those walls will hopefully you know come down. Yeah, I, I agree. I believe things are shifting and the yeah. world shifts. You know, we're yeah. in a very interesting and strange time right now. However, the role of the modern man has changed as well. I believe. Yes, that and is part very of that, more and more women are wanting conscious men out there who yeah. are in touch with their emotions, aren't wallowing in there. And I just want to be very clear here. Men's work and, and how I run it is not about just staying stuck in our problems and our and our feelings. What it's about is moving through that, which then opens us up to a new level of ourself, allows us to align, it awakens a new part of us, it allows us to evolve and expand. And part of that is emotional work. The other part is understanding mental, how we're viewing things. You know, are we getting stuck to our thoughts or are we creating space of separation there? And how are we showing up physically? How, what connection do we have to something bigger than ourselves? You start piecing this all together and then you get a badass dude. You get yeah. a guy who's, who's, he can protect and provide, but he's there, he's present. Mm-hmm. And I don't know a woman that doesn't want a more present man. Yes. Whether it's partner, son, friend, because yeah. presence, there's power in presence. It's actually a topic of, of one of, the, of my men's group calls this week is presence and presence when a man knows what he stands for his values or his deepest truths and he does the, and he continually does the work yeah. to be able to grow and evolve yeah. one he feels at his best and unstoppable and yeah. i don't know a man who doesn't want that when they're being yeah. really truthful he becomes yeah. more trustable in the world and he creates more polarization in in his relationship he's in, if he's in one or if he's a single dude you know, he, he won't have a problem with attracting if that's yeah. what he wants as well. Yes. So having, understanding that is the first step is just being aware that our roles are changing. And yeah. like I mentioned earlier, you know, you women are beautiful, you're great and you can do everything, including having a baby without us these days. Yeah. So what is our role? And a mentor of mine who I've done a lot of work with John Wineland, he talks into this, that, and I agree that the role of the more the modern man is depth is can he be deep? And deep depth comes to awareness and presence because that is the ultimate masculine. If you look at, you know, to go a bit nerdy, if you look at quantum physics, the world is made up of space and energy. That's it. Mm -hmm. 90% space, about 10% energy. The energy is the feminine. Energy is feminine. And the space is the masculine. And within us is both. Now, which is more your essence most men are more in their masculine and more in that, that essence of the masculine. Most women are more in the feminine of the energy, but we have both. Yeah. A lot of the work that I've done and I work with men around is men allowing their feminine, which is the emotions that we talk about, to be held by their own masculine. Okay. And, this, yes. and just recently, you know, I, I recently went through a separation and I'd done some healing work and I sat down to write her a beautiful just gratitude and appreciation letter for our time together. And I sat there and all of a sudden I felt this anger coming up. Like, oh. So instead of stuffing, instead of either just getting on with it and writing the letter through that, through that energy of anger, I mean, like, oh, I'll deal with this later. I sat there. I sat there. I became aware, which is the masculine coming in. And I allowed the anger to start to move through my body. And I did a little anger release practice. And from that, and I sat there, and it probably took five, five to eight minutes of just feeling through the anger, feeling through the anger, feeling through the anger, which was an example of allowing my masculine to hold the feminine within me. Yes. And then move the energy. The energy dissolved. I recentered. And I came back. And I wrote a beautiful gratitude and appreciation letter for our time together to close that chapter. That's beautiful. And I'd encourage, yeah, and I'd encourage any person, you know, whether it's yourself with vulnerability or any other emotion, is to give yourself the gift of time yeah. in our busy lives to just be with what's real, not to stuff, not to. And again, I'm a practical guy. You know, if if you're at work and you got goals you need to hit and deadlines you need to hit maybe that's not the time but setting up what we call containers in men's work setting up times and spaces to do that you know this evening i'm going to go and you know feel through this anger or this sadness or this shame whatever's there and just allowing what needs to be expressed to be expressed 
whether it's through tears, whether it's through anger, whatever way that the energy needs to move, allowing that, that will liberate you, that creates more space within you and that opens you up more to life. That is so true. That is so true. That's just, yeah, I love that because I mean, that's that's what we all want, right? Is is the, uh, to be able to um, show up for everybody, whether it's our family partners or anything like that. But I just yeah. wanted to thank you so much for coming on um, with me tonight and uh, discussing, you know, the um, your men's group, which I again I keep, can't say enough about it that I think it's so important and uh, um, people will be able to find your link in the bio so I hope uh, that you can uh, um, have some uh, you know in amazing uh, feminine conversations with <laughs> with many men yes. <laughs> and, well, uh, well, here's the thing even though I work with men primarily like I have women reach out to me and I'm more than happy to, to share share and to give value there um so yeah any women listening of course my door's open and i can i can share and i have women come to me wanting advice around like their men and and whatnot which is very common um so yeah my door's open i'm here to you know one of my biggest values and what i stand for is service and just just yeah. sharing the gifts that that i've learned and sharing that with the world and that's what i'm here to do so please if there's anything i've said has resonated or anything that you feel that I could help you with, just reach out to me privately and um, I'm happy to do that. That's wonderful. And I said, you are so good at what you do. So um, thank you again, Tim. I really appreciate you being here and uh, I'm sure you and I will uh, be in contact again. Thank you, Connie. Thank you. Thank you so much. That was an incredible interview. And I certainly have some takeaways from that. And I hope you do as well. If you like this episode, please follow me on all the platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, and follow so you don't miss any future episodes. You can uh, leave a review, which would be very helpful. And I so appreciate you taking time to be here. So until next time, Stay safe. Remember to laugh and smile. And most important, you be you. See you next time.